0: Following the message was recorded at Faith Fellowship St. Pete in St. Petersburg, Florida. More information about Faith Fellowship can be found at faithfellowshipstp.org. Ever and ever.
1: And Father, I thank you for today and for all that you will teach us, for the things that you will remind us of and the things that you will seed our hearts for. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are a king that is reigning over a kingdom that is the soil of our hearts, that you are Lord and that you reign in our lives and that we are your humble servants moving forward in love and gratitude to worship you in spirit and in truth because you have... You have done for us what we could never do for ourselves. You have ransomed us back to yourself. You have made us not enemy, but bride. That's the stark contrast of the cross and what its implications are for our lives. You have made us sons and daughters of your father, and uh, you have planted the kingdom in us by your spirit to empower us to the fruition of seeing that culture realized in the church so that we would be true to you as our king. Please, please help us to see and to know and to realize these beautiful truths and let them resonate with the way that we love and live and in light of what you've done for us, Lord God, we are forever grateful. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. Please open our hearts wide to the good seed of your word. Plant it deep in us that we might bear fruit. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, real quickly, like, um, so we see in, in the in in the book of Acts that Paul and Barnabas were the first two missionaries of Christ's church to the world, and they went out and uh, and and the Lord led them through Galatia, a whole province, right, Derb and Lystra, this whole area, and uh, and and it was smooth, right. It was easy. Right. Everybody loved them and loved their message. Right. Stoned. I mean, like it was it was a tough like all. I mean, they didn't even start there. They started on the island of Cyprus and and there was some crazy, you know, like that was hard. Like but but they were empowered by the spirit, filled with the glory of God. Right. The kingdom was going forth in their presentation, in their gospel. And uh, and so they come back to the church in Antioch. And the church is like, so what happened? What, what? 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 Tell us. Tell. And it says that they gave this report about all that God was doing and did. And and uh, and you can you imagine? Like, th- th- that was fantastic. And uh, and we endeavor as a church to always do that. Every time we have a, a team go out to do missions, we, we want to we report, right? We want to share. We want to edify, encourage, stimulate, and remind the, the, the body because we can't all go to every encounter and opportunity, and so we testify. Um, this last weekend, uh, I say weekend because we're in the middle of it, but uh, starting Thursday night, as you know, because many of you were in prayer, some of you joined us in fasting, in preparation, but many of you know that, that our leadership team Uh, Every fall seeks to go and just seek the Lord for his guidance and wisdom for inspiration and rest and refreshment in his word and prayer. And, and the, really the heartbeat of the, of the retreat is prayer, right? And, um, and truly in my heart, I wish we could all go together. I wish we could all do the weekend together, but you know, what's cool is, is that what we're seeking him for is the vision for next year. And, um, and the beauty of it—he's so faithful every time, and without a, without a vision, a people perish, right? Like vision is so—it's so invigorating to the body. It—it's so helpful. It gives us something to look forward to that's not rooted in in a worldly hope, but in a concentrated, faith-filled fact that God said, "This is what's going down," right? And again, the Lord was faithful. He's faithful again. Go figure, right? And so, but my heart is, is that I wish you were all there to be a part of the prayer and the study and, the, and God's word and the refreshment and, and the time sitting on the beach at sunrise and, and, and hearing from him and, and reading his word and seeing creation, you know, all of that. But that's, that's, so we bring the report today in order, here's the heart behind it. We, we, we want you to hear about it. We want you to be a part of it. We want you to, to, to know. We want everyone that's gone to, to have a few moments to share with you what, what God did and taught and shared and, 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 and how that was meaningful for them. Is that okay with you this morning? Right. So, so there was 10 of us, so we're going to endeavor to give you a five-minute testimony uh, from each member of that team and tell you a little bit about you know, how God moved in, in each of our hearts throughout uh thursday night to last night saturday night uh, about nine o'clock and uh and i'm so thankful can can i ask for i, I know this is a little different than we talk can i ask for every member of that team to come on up here um there's places to sit and and hang out as we prepare to share so if you if you're um if you're uh if you were on our leadership retreat this weekend um and and they're they're prepared to share. So I'm asking them to come and and uh, come up because I want you to see I want you to see these folks from for this reason. Um, I love them so so much. I'm so grateful for each one of these precious ones that that serve you and 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 Christ our King and this community and. They serve with such tenacity, such heart, such love, such sacrifice, on such a like on a such a consistent basis. And I can say with great conviction, they love you. They love God and they love you, and they, and 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 I'm so honored to be a part of this team, and uh, and to get to serve our King Jesus as just. Right. Humble servants. Isn't that the most incredible title that any of us could ever have? As James said, I am a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, and so Amir is going to come first and uh, and he's going to share with you a little bit about his experience uh, over the, the last several days. Amir, would you welcome Amir? Hello, everybody.
2: How did everybody sleep last night? <laughs> I feel like the hour went by really quickly. <laughs> so. This uh, retreat was really awesome. Really awesome opportunity to experience. The Christian community in in it, in, in what is one of its purest forms and. I want to share what I took away and I want to be brief. Um, so I have a few scriptures that came to mind and I want that to frame what I will share with y'all. So the first word is, um, Matthew 18 and uh Matthew 18, starting at one at the time, At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and saying, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And then he goes to continue and talk about receiving a child in his name and he urges us against making a child making children stumble and kind of those kind of things Um, and it just makes me think about childlike faith and being willing (coughs) being willing to accept his word for what it is and to trust him like a child trusts their parent a good parent Um, this world will give us a lot of bad frames for what a parent will look like and god will come in and and reframe what what a good parent a good father looks like and he is a good father so i can trust him and in that i get to be i get to be like have that childlike faith and i get to have wonder and i get to have excitement and if i come with that attitude and i come with an open mind and open heart i can i can have a joyful time i can have fun i can experience family and community and if my mind or my heart is not open to that i can be around that and it still be seem like something that is worlds away um so this this weekend was an opportunity to actually just with these people just be a part of that so what our day-to-day looked like was um there it was broken up by meals and we would um we started the weekend with a meal and I was given the opportunity to prepare a meal and we ate together we shared fellowship together Um, everyone is super duper encouraging. Everyone's helping out each other. Everyone's helping with the preparation, with the cleanup, with all that stuff. Um, we gather around, we learn about each other while we're eating sometimes. And then after the meal, we would gather and we would reflect on, we would have some, uh, type of reflection on the word and we would, we would reflect on the word and try to, um, get connected to this vision for, for next year. And everyone is just, so clear that they um they want to seek the lord. And when you're around that those those kind of people, it's so exciting. It's so stimulating. And um it just makes it just it just makes you want to run run full speed like um but it's also very restful. There's not a whole lot of pressure to um measure up or anything like that cuz you're around grace-filled heart of Christ loving individuals. Um, so when meditating on some of the things we were talking about, well, what makes the good news such good news? If it's just something I'm waiting for indefinitely, you know, far away, I could be waiting with bated breath forever. And one of the biggest things that this has implications for is here and now Christ came to us. He came to rescue us, and he put his spirit within us. And when you're around Christian community, it's even more evident that he's in our midst. We we see him through each other. We experience him through each other. We live him out to each other. So it's not just receiving, it's giving, and it's this we are intimate and we are unified. Um, I saw one thing, and I'm going to put, Pastor, I, I hope you... Uh, <laughs> I saw one thing that I was really, really touched by and I don't know that he even saw that I saw this, but um I think it was like one of the first days we were there. Pastor Colin comes up, I was sharing a room with them, and he comes up uh to the room. Uh he it's him and Sheba and then I had I had a room and I was sharing the space with them and he he had picked a flower for Mrs. Sheba. And he brought her up a flower and it was cool just as a gift, but then like maybe like 20 minutes later i saw that she had put it in her hair or he put well then even so it was but it was beautiful and it was so sweet and it was so it was so pure-hearted and kind and and how she wore it just proudly and um, it just makes me think of Christ and his church and his heart for her and his heart to adorn her and honor her and present her and um, and I just saw him live that out in a very simple, sweet way because it was just out of genuine love. No one told him to do that. He wasn't trying to make up for nothing, at least to, uh, to my knowledge. <laughs> so, right. Um, but I just wanted to share that because from an outside point of view, if he told you that from himself, you know, it might he would probably never tell you that kind of stuff because that's not why he does it. Um, so I just want to honor him because I see that kind of stuff. And that's the kind of stuff I go like, that's really neat. You don't see that everywhere else. Um, kingdom for real. Um, so I just, I'll close my testimony with, um, with just another word from, from Colossians. And, um, let's see. This is Colossians 1, 24. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake and in my flesh. I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. next who's next
3: good morning y'all good to see you uh john catero this is my lovely and talented bride the wind beneath my wings mary beth
4: I didn't get a flower,
3: though, <laughs> because she hates it.
4: She I do not like flowers. <laughs> um,
3: so this is—it's uh, never easy standing up here, uh, as you guys have heard me say before. Uh, but the the fellowship with us, with this group, uh, was was a fantastic. Uh, just a, a part of it, uh, because everybody's heart was in it. Uh, that was obvious, and so um, it makes it um, it makes it so much closer uh, when the group is was with everybody's in it uh, for the same for the same purpose. And so I, that was very obvious. And um, uh, coming through this. Uh, weekend and trying to, you know, figure out what stood out to me, uh, praying about those things. There was so much, uh, we went through many parables and, uh, you know, with, with, a, with a backdrop of, of God's kingdom and uh, there was so much profound teaching and learning and studying. Um, we had the privilege, Mary Beth and I had the privilege of, of really doing a deeper dive on uh, the, the parable of the, of the vineyards in Matthew 20, and uh, so much came out of that uh, as it relates to the kingdom. Uh, and uh, for example, uh, some of the things that I wrote down, uh, this is the situation where the landowner is coming to find workers, right? And so uh, this is essentially God who is looking for, for, for people who are, Who want to be in the kingdom, and uh, you know, is demonstrating his sovereignty and his 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 uh, his lordship through that, Uh, and throughout the process, he's comes back. He keeps coming back. He keeps coming back, and he's gathering workers who are interested in in working, and uh, working you know onto the kingdom. And so, it demonstrates his his grace, um, his patience, uh, his willingness to keep coming back to keep pursuing. Uh, which which is so profound for all of us to remember that that's what god's all about that he's constantly pursuing us uh he he takes even those who he, who come in at the eleventh hour the workers he the, in the eleventh hour and he he pays them first uh and it was it was so, just such a profound moment uh to to kind of see that uh he you know this, this spells it out that the last will be first and the first will be last uh and so uh, he's just such an abundant and gracious giver. Uh, he's honest as well, because when there were the grumbling and the complaining of, of the circumstances and saying that, well, what about me? I was here first. I worked all day. And he said, did I not pay you exactly what I said I was going to? It was about fairness. And so God is honest. He's direct. He's fair. He's gracious. He's patient, and he's waiting. And what is the purpose behind that? That we... Would carry on the kingdom that we would have the kingdom in us, and so uh, we went through a devotional as well uh, throughout the week, and we were all asked to kind of prepare that, and so Luke eleven was something that just stood out to me. Something as simple as as that. Uh, in verse twenty eight, hold on, it disappeared talking about true blessedness. And a woman who is speaking says, basically to Jesus, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast at which you were nursed. And his response, and just this, this simple thing just moved me the whole week weekend. He said, blessed rather, this is Jesus speaking, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And it's that simple that we keep it. Now what does that look like? And so, obviously, I could go all day on that, but uh, the reality is that's the simple message of of the of the kingdom idea, the kingdom principle of of us keeping as we're walking in step with the Spirit, seeking to love God and love people, uh, which Jesus spells out as the two greatest commandments. And so, uh, that was my the impact this weekend for me. And so, thanks for letting me share.
4: Okay, I'm really uncomfortable up here speaking, so I'm going to keep it short and sweet. My, um, my biggest thing is, it's very simple. Love God and love others. And I think we complicate it. We want to find something to be upset about or something to, um, you know, not allow us to get as close as we should. And really, it's just as simple as opening a door for somebody Um, smiling at someone, wishing them a good day. You know, we all have little moments in the day where we need a little hand. And so I just, you know, ask, ask you to, you know, just go out and just share God with people in your own way. But it doesn't have to be anything big. It can be something very small. But those small moments, they magnify, and they just become, like, the greatest gift to a lot of people. So that's... That's my what I want to share before I stumble away.
5: <laughs>
3: I didn't get the memo about the vests, by the way.
5: I got the memo about the vests. Uh, every time I, I stand up here, I look around. And, uh, you know, the love of Christ just pours through me. And I just want to tell each and every one of you that I love you with all my heart. And I'm just so grateful that I can come here and be a part of this, just be a part of your lives. And uh, all glory to God, but I thank him for that. Um, I'm going to make a few personal comments before I get into the other stuff. And um, the first thing is I, I, I dare not stand here in any, in any righteousness, righteousness of my own, I don't have any. But I stand here confidently in the righteousness of my Lord and Savior. Now, last year, I, I've had this disease now coming up. March will be t- two years. And uh, last year, I was so sick, I couldn't attend the, the, the weekend. But there was a real miracle that took place. Um, the group put hands on me and prayed on me. And, you know, I got a supernatural power that I went through. And some of these days were really long. But I went through them at, at, well. And most days I do all my ministry and everything I am going to do by 4 o'clock. Because after that I'm shot. But, man, I sailed through. I, you know I took part and it was just wonderful I just want to give all the glory to God and thank oh, thank my thank these people for praying for me because I'm telling you prayer works and I know you know that um, let's see where I'm at um, I, well I got a, 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 a verse here there, therefore I tell you whatever you ask in prayer believe that you have received it and it will be yours mark 1124. And I've got one more thing before I start on the weekend. Um, I've got a possibility of having a a lung transplant, which I never had that possibility before. And so uh, if you would keep me in prayer for November 29th, that's when I go and they're going to run me through tests and assess me all day long at Tampa General. So I just would appreciate that. Um, Well, the weekend, the love... The love was so palpable, so strong. I mean, we could—I could just feel the love of every person there. And it was not that—the love the world knows about. It was that love of Christ that if we have, it just pours through us. And love would just was—the whole weekend was just loving each other. And prayer was such an important part of this. Uh, this weekend, we got to pray one for another and pray in depth, and pray in the spirit. And it was so elevating and energizing. I mean, I know that I came out of there a lot better than when I went in. I felt really good coming out. And I haven't experienced a whole lot of that. So I appreciate that. Um, we all had um, parables. And there were six parables. And I'll tell you, there was the, some of the comments and conversations went on for two to four hours. So I've got only three and a half. So... Um, no, my my parable was one that I wasn't really familiar with, the sower and the seeds, wheat and the tares, all that I'm familiar with, and this was the ten virgins. Uh, is that something you guys are familiar with? Okay, well it's all my it's all me. Um, you know what 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 the deal was is there were five virgins, that were wise and five virgins that were unwise. The five virgins that were wise prepared for the the um, feast. Bridegroom. Thank you, Jesus. No, the bridegroom. And the other five did not. The, the five wise ones had their lamps filled, but also had extra oil for the journey. And I, I saw the oil as being the holy spirit so they had prepared and the others had not and then when it came down to it was the 11th hour and so they're like uh hey guys can i borrow some oil midnight and they said no you can't because you can't borrow the holy spirit i mean salvation's individual so they waited and there is a Don't wait. I'll just say to all of us, do not wait. Be prepared because we don't know. You know, I thought it was interesting, even the angels and Jesus don't know when Christ is coming. How about that? Only the Father. So um, the parable, you know, they went to the feast. They were locked out. They waited too long. And uh, actually, Jesus said that he didn't even know them. I don't want to hear that. And I just, when he comes back, I truly want to be about his business. I want to be loving people. I want to be reading the word. I want to be worshiping. I want to be feeding the least of them um, among them. I just want to be doing and main, mainly just glorifying him in every way that I can. And I want him to find me a good and faithful servant. So I just, uh, I just, just leave that with you, and uh, just something to ponder: Are you a, one of the wise group or one of the unwise group? Something to think about. So, I didn't read anything I'd written down. I didn't say anything I'd written. So anyway, I'll, I'll pass it along. <laughs>
6: oh, oh, I had a note that said,
5: "Look lovingly at your wife and give her a kiss." I had to be, I had to write that
0: down. <laughs> uh, well, I guess you can all guess I'm married to Jerry. My name is Leanne. <laughs> I think I know most all of you. Um, I'm not really comfortable standing up here either. I like to be in the background. Uh, I ser- helps with Jerry serving overcomers, and I'm the cupcake maker and the preparer of the house, and he does the meeting. <laughs> so i really uh, enjoy taking on my role as a helper and not in center field <laughs> um it was a great weekend as you've heard from everybody um, the thing that really captured me is that we are all citizens of the kingdom of god if we've received christ and have the holy spirit in us um, one of the verses i had was matthew 4 verse 17 Uh, that was really interesting it says at the beginning of his ministry Jesus began to preach saying repent for the kingdom of God is at hand and we had a big discussion about what was at hand which means readily available easily accessible or nearby so that's good to know the kingdom of God is at hand it's readily available to all of us Um, and when Jesus came he's the one that actually ushered in the kingdom of God And the Holy Spirit continues making citizens for the kingdom of God every time there's a new believer. Um, We who believe are the citizens of the kingdom, so that's who's occupying the kingdom, the citizens. Um, It is among each of us that the kingdom of God is realized, and Christ is the king of the kingdom. Um, And then I thought about, well, what are the duties of being a citizen of the kingdom? You know, as a citizen of the United States, We have duties and obligations as citizens, such as to obey the laws. Um, So what is our role in being a citizen of heaven? Um, We are to obey God. And we've got John 14, verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And Matthew 22, verse 37. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, so my ask for you guys is think about your role as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. What are you doing to fulfill your role? And what does that look like day to day? So that's it. That's what I got. <laughs>
6: Well, am I holding this in the right place? Uh, We all feel the same way about getting up here and speaking in front of people. You all know that because you would feel the same way if you had to get up here. So um, uh, we're supposed to introduce ourselves. Uh, For those of you who don't know me, my name is Sharon Ballard. I'm the treasurer here, and I also head up the uh, international missions uh, team. Uh, this weekend, I agree with everything that's been said so far, but what I want to emphasize mostly is the Holy Spirit being there. I mean, it was so, so evident that he had joined us in our retreat. Um, it just, uh you know, they, they kept, you know, Colin says, don't worry about what you have to say up there. The Holy Spirit will give you what you say, and then, but I did anyway. So... <laughs> And uh, even even a few minutes before I got up here, I still wasn't sure what I was going to say. Um, but what I really, um, sometimes I don't feel like I look like a kingdom kid or I act like a kingdom's kid. And uh, that bothers me. Um, and learning more about the kingdom this weekend and it kind of bothered me again because I feel like a lot of times I just don't live up to what is expected of kingdom kids. Do I really look like someone who, do I walk the walk is what I'm getting to, getting at? you know, I can say I believe everything that we talked about this weekend, and I do believe all of that, but does it does it show? Do you know do am I walking it and I, I had to be reminded that. My my parable that I had um, uh, to uh, lead on was the um, soil. I'm I'm pretty sure all of you are familiar with the four types of soil, and um, and I had to remind myself that um, the way you get into the kingdom is from the Holy Spirit. You, uh, sets up His kingdom in the in the soil of your heart, so you have to remind yourself that the Holy Spirit is there. Um, How much you depend on him and how much you use him is up to you. But he's there, and he's setting up the kingdom. And uh, I had to remind myself that um, the kingdom is is based on faith and trust. Um, When we say, thy kingdom come, we're saying reign in us. Reign in us. Take control. Be be our king. And um, uh, I just sometimes I find that hard to do. Um, And I had to remind myself that you just, um, you can pray for him to help you with your unbelief or with your distrust, if that's a word, Um, and he will help you with it. And so uh, I guess mainly uh, it was just refreshing to feel the Holy Spirit prayed through us when they said there was so much prayer. It was because the Holy Spirit was praying with us and praying through us. And naturally, he knows what to pray. So the, all the prayers were right on target. Um, and so this was so encouraging. And um, I, I think it just helped me to come away more with um, uh, what's available to me as a believer. The Holy Spirit is the one who is the resurrected power. He is the one that raised Christ from the dead. And he does have a lot of power if you just let him use it in you and ask for it. Thank you.
7: Good morning. Good morning, young man. My name is Ray Phillips, and this is Mary, my wife, and uh, we have been involved in and led up a lot of ministries, and are still in ministries since uh, we've been here almost 20 years. And uh, this weekend, I'm just going to come up with some yes to everything that everybody's been saying. It's is it was very very powerful. But what I come up with <clears throat> is some of the verses that really sum up how the weekend was. And this is uh, Matthew 3, 1 through 2. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was referring to Jesus. And uh, another was Matthew 4, 7, which is... Uh, now this was after Jesus was uh, um, John was arrested, and uh, he withdrew to Galilee. From that time, Jesus went preaching, saying, "Repent; the kingdom of heaven is at hand." And Jesus is ready to give himself to us. And then Matthew four twenty three, he as Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. In healing every disease and every affliction among the people, and that's to, uh, to, step, to demonstrate the love of the kingdom. And then, uh, then he started expressing who qualifies to enter. And Matthew five twenty: For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees. You will never enter the kingdom of heaven, which means live out your righteousness. And then uh, Matthew six thirty three, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seek to live out His commands in all that you do. And then uh, Matthew eight eleven or ten through 8, 11, ten and eleven. <clears throat> When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from the east and the west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Which is mean it's open to all who believe and seek it out. I got two more. Uh, Luke eighteen seventeen. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God is like a child, like a child, should not enter it. And that's those who have childlike trust, as a small child, trust what his parents say. And then, uh, the last one is uh, Daniel seven eighteen, But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever. Forever and ever. So, so that's uh, that's us. We are saints. And saints are those who put their trust in Jesus and are being sanctified until the day we enter that kingdom. So that's what I, I wrapped up everything with that. So thank you.
8: Good morning. Um, I am Mary. I am blessed to be the other half of this spontaneous crazy guy right here. Um, I'm also beyond blessed to be the administrator here at the church, um, which I'm still learning lots. So, um, I want to say what an absolute treasure to be part of this church. Um, you know, I just felt the Lord just pressing on me. Like I have part of, you know, what our sessions were, but I just felt the Lord just speak to me to tell you that if you have not gotten plugged in to a small group or sought out fellowship here, you are sadly missing out. If you're part of the body, you are prayed for. This is a family, the family of Christ, bonded through the love, the life, and the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, We had the parable of the... um, I can't think of it right (laughs) now. the parable of the unforgiving servant and, um, sorry, my brain just escaped me. My takeaway from the weekend is that I believe God has big plans for us. Um, and as you know, by now we've studied the kingdom of God and what it means. Um, when it said my kingdom has come, what does that look like? Where's the kingdom Ray and I led the sermon for Matthew 18, 21 to 35. In just about every single parable, it begins with the kingdom of God or the heaven, um, kingdom of heaven is like. And our parable was the unforgiving servant. Peter thought he was going to be super gracious or even righteous by saying seven times. But that's not what God meant. (laughs) So little did he realize it could be seven times in a day. Um, Three things that we pulled out of the parable, keeping in mind that the master's Complete pardon to a debt could never be repaid, but was out of pure compassion. Every sin is a debt to God. We're all debtors. There is an account for our debts, and they must be reckoned with, and God reckons us in our conscience. Our conscience is the auditor of God in our soul to account for the sins. There's another day of reckoning coming, but nothing but the blood of Jesus will be able to balance or atone for that account. There is no evading this great debt. What is greatly immeasurable that we could never satisfy it, he had to pay with the ultimate price, and it was a high price, but it was paid once and for all. The God of infallible mercy is ready out of pure compassion to forgive those who who humble themselves before him. The fellow servants were highly bothered and greatly distressed so much that they took the matter to the master. We should be unsettled with the sufferings of our fellow servants and bring them also to our master, our Lord. We should be in prayer, seek the Lord, and stand up to the oppressor on behalf of the oppressed, take our feelings to the Lord, leave them there, and sin not. As much mercy we have received, we should measure it so to show others it's infinite. Also know that the punishment always answers the sin, no more, no less. We would not forgive, therefore it was not forgiven, and what he was going to do to his fellow servant was done to him. The good news is that Jesus took our punishment. We will never have to face the torments of hell. We are all forgiven beyond anything that we will ever imagine. There is no number of times of forgiveness for anyone else because the infallible number of times that we are forgiven through the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ I also felt led this morning, um, just before I came here this morning, um, the closer that we get to God, the more that it disrupts the enemy. He doesn't want it. Um, and I just ask, you know, as much as we pray for you, please pray for this church, pray for the leaders, pray for the elders, pray for the, like pray because the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. And even though he can't take our salvation, he most certainly can wreak havoc in our lives. And I just pray especially for Pastor Colin and Sheba. Um, just let the Lord strengthen them. We all need it. We all need prayer. But, you know, when you really, truly seek the Lord in your full expression, the enemy doesn't want that. So please pray. Thank you.
1: Princess This is my beautiful wife, folks. My precious bride.
9: Uh, yeah, usually I'm back with the kids. If you have kids, you see me every week. <laughs> um, well, one the first thing I learned this weekend is that you have to ask people if they want to hug, because not everybody <laughs> likes to hug. <laughs> so and it's funny that... This is, anyway, the Lord's amazing how he works stuff out. So, this morning, you can see Colin's mom's here and her roommate, Miss Teresa. So, it's so exciting to have them with us today. And um, so, I'm going to share a hug story that happened this morning because after the weekend, it it was just funny. But so, anyway, so I go to pick them up and I ask the aide. It's Oscar and he's like a, a big tall, big guy. And um, and I said, Oscar, I really need your help this morning to, um, you know, get Miss Beverly in the car and all that. And he's like, okay. You can tell he had stuff to do and didn't really... Right. It was just a bad time. So... Um, <laughs> So he, he's he comes out and he helps her and he gets her in the car and of course I'm ecstatic and excited that that he's done that. And so when he's done I go up to him, and I'm like, Oscar, can I just hug you? I said, I am so grateful and thankful for you coming out and helping and he's like, Whoa, whoa says, just a fist pump. Just just give me a fist pump. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. So So and him and the other lady it um was going back and and I hear him laughing and talking and and I poke my head in the door I'm like Oscar it's a good thing I asked you right he's like oh yeah 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 <laughs> so so that's the first thing I learned this weekend you gotta ask to hug <laughs> but in all seriousness um the verse that stood out to me was Matthew six thirty three, and Ray addressed it already and it says um I, don't, I I know it. Um, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And, you know, that's the one we should be seeking more than anything else is him. And um, And the next verse goes on to say, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And I think when we're not seeking him, we get filled up with worry and anxiety because we're going to think about something so we're either going to be anxious and fearful or we're going to trust and have faith um so that was the verse that stood out for me and i have a quote for you from a w Tozer. it says put god in his rightful place and a thousand problems are solved all at once And when we continue to put God in his rightful place, you know, he loves us. He's going to take care of us. Um, So the, the next part, and the other, there I have another verse for you. Romans 14, 17. And it says this. This one I don't have memorized yet, but it's a good one for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking but of but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit and that was just a reminder for me that when we seek him where does our joy come from where does our peace come from it it all comes from him from spending time with him and um, over the weekend, we did have a quiet time, but then I also had my own personal quiet time that I was doing. And one of the verses um, for my quiet time actually goes with seeking the Lord. It was Psalms sixteen eight, and this is actually my memory verse for the week. Um, it says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken And, um, you know, keeping the Lord before us ensures that we stand firm and secure in him. And he's going to guide us. He's going to lead us. And um, the secret of deep and abiding joy, peace, and security is living in the presence of our Lord each and every day. And I know when I don't spend time with him in the morning, I can feel it. And then when it goes more than one day, others know it too. (laughs) So we need to make sure that we're with him every day. Um, seeing his face ever before us, comforting, guiding, leading, teaching, defending, holding and protecting us. And that's what he does. Um, the, and there's a, there's a quote that if you've ever listened at um, Lisa Turker's ministry, Proverbs 31 ministry, um, they say, it's not about being perfect, it's about progress. And because we're not called to be perfect, we'll never be perfect. Only Jesus was. But we need to make sure that we're making progress and we're moving forward instead of going back. Um, so, um, so mine is a hodgepodge of <laughs> of things this week. But um, so I guess I'll leave you with this. Hopefully, I'm in my time frame. That we need to seek His kingdom. We need to make sure that we're spending time with Him because if we're not putting Him first then, you know, we're going to be a mess. I'm a mess when I don't put him first. And then I'll read that quote one more time because it's just a really good reminder from A.W. Tozer. It says, put God in his rightful place and a thousand problems are solved all at once. Uh, Thank
1: isn't, you. Isn't the body of Christ beautiful? You know, oh, I'm so in love with the body of Christ. Um, and uh, in Christ. Um, look at that. It's 102. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We didn't change the clock. I'm just kidding. Um, I will withhold my thoughts till next week. Uh, I'll share some of uh, just the, this was such a fantastic, I love these folks so deeply. I'm so honored to be a part of your life to share these moments. I actually told them at the other weekend, okay, like I cannot wait I, we've got to get together again soon, like, you know, and the first available that we could all figure out was January 6th for just a dinner date. But, um, but because our lives are so busy, right? But we got to be in community. It's so important. So I, I want to end with um, just a funny story that brings context to Sheba's opening comment about hugging. Um, so Sheba and I uh, have a missional. Um, opportunity with our pickleball community and we've grown to love them let's remember and i use this loosely but you know jesus let's be reminded that jesus was a friend of sinners right you know and so like we we have to we have to extend friendship and love and be relational and missional and uh i mean so that they so that they can know us but the goal is so they can know him like the king of our kingdom you know and, and and usher them into the kingdom of light introduce them to our glorious king and so I I have this um, this gentleman who's uh, very much uh, came out of a military background um, would tell you that his family in North Carol- Carolina Carolina are Jesus freaks and he doesn't mean that kindly and and just but uh, but Chris and I have grown to be buddies like we're buddies and and uh, and I'm so thrilled to see Mom and Teresa here today. It's such a joy, and his mom is in a similar state in North Carolina. Well, state, you know, you know what I mean. Like, but she's in North Carolina, and and so we shared that, and uh, we we were talking about it just prior to the to the day that this moment transpired, and and it really was kind of a because it, there was a mutual uh, shared experience. There was that. W- w- we, we, we became closer. Does that make sense? And in, in talking about it and, and relating to one another, there was, you, you could feel like he, he felt closer, you know? So when I, when we show up at the pickleball court, like, we've developed enough relationships where I'm, I'm kind of running around hugging people, you know what I mean? And, oh, good to see you. Love you. Like, how you doing? You know, like, and it's so beautiful. Like, people have gotten actually comfortable hugging and like, like actually saying, you know, you know, like they, they, they the kingdom is showing up Right. Like, I mean, like the culture is changing. And uh, so Chris comes in now, Chris is like, you know, military, you know, like he's 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 an alpha male. Like, you know, he's tough guy. Like, you know, and so I you know, but we just had a rich conversation. We had a bonding moment. Right. We had a moment. And um, and so I you know, I thought like, okay, like he's ready to be to be brought in like he's ready. Right. He's ready. So I I go up to Chris and I'm like, "Hey Chris, how you doing?" And I and you could tell I'm coming in for a hug and he's like, "Okay, this is happening." <laughs> like, this is about to, you know, this is happening. And 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 he 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 came in. Like, and I can't tell you how like like but but I wasn't thinking, I wasn't in the mode of is it okay if I hug you mode, you know, like I'm I'm like, it it's just coming in. Like, I'm coming, you know, like like, here we go, like, and, uh, and he was like, okay, this is about to happen, and uh, so I just shared that during our time, and uh, it just tickled us, and, and, uh, but like, but, but isn't that like, like, like how the king, I love, like, every one of you, you guys were all a gift this morning, I loved what you had to share, so faithful to what we experienced, and I hope you were touched and blessed by that, but like, Like, we are kingdom kids that live the character of our king, and the culture of our king is planted in us by the Holy Spirit that wants to demonstrate love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control that is not native to our nature, but it's native to us now as kingdom kids, and we're growing in that culture. Many of you, how many of you were born in the U.S.? Okay, I wasn't, right? Uh, how many of you were born outside the U.S.? Okay, there we go. Good. So very relatable, right? Like, like you know, I, I came into the U.S. as a 14, almost 15-year-old boy and, and felt very much not a citizen. Um, but I've grown to love and be a part of this culture, right? Um, but how much more as Kingdom Kids with the help of the Holy Spirit, do we grow in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and that that culture becomes our culture that's not foreign anymore, but native. And then we start to live that culture under the power and compulsion of the Holy Spirit to the glory of our King. Now, we're not waiting for a future kingdom. The kingdom is come. It's in us. you know where God is? That's where the kingdom is. And the Holy Spirit is in us. And he is, he is, and his realm, that's what kingdom means. It means king realm. His reign has come. He is seated. We are seated with him in the heavenly places. Like all of this comes to fruition and conclusion in the fact that, that we have a king and he is, he's reigning now over his kids and kingdom. And it's not a, it's not, he's not a tyrant. Isn't that good news? He's a benevolent king that loves us beyond our wildest dreams. We, don't even, we can't even comprehend how much he loves us. We get glimpses of it, and he, and he serves us. Do you know when, we, when he comes back for us and takes us to this, this wedding feast because we're bride? <laughs> Isn't that sweet? And he takes us to himself. In, in Luke 12, it actually says that one of the things he's going to do first is, is Jesus is going to wash our feet because, you know, that's what greatness does. It serves. So, isn't that wonderful? Like greatness serves. The last shall be first. The first shall be last. If you really want to be great, become a servant. You know, and that's what Jesus modeled for us. He said, for, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many, so that you would know what kingship looks like, feels like, that you would experience. You know, what kind of king would, would bleed for us? Die so that we would know his royalty, that we would know his, his reign. And so that we would not only experience it, but that we would we'd live it and, and model it and, and, and reveal it to the world through, and, and please, please hear this, we're like ambassadors, right? Like Sharon said, like, like we're living on foreign soil. But as Fred said this morning, when you go into an embassy, if you go into a US embassy, you're on U.S. soil. And there's U.S. culture there. When people come into our church, my heart, my hope, my hope is that they experience kingdom culture. And ultimately, that they experience the King. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, your spirit, your son. Lord Jesus, thank you for your love, your, your example, your sacrifice. Thank you for your reign and your rule for conquering sin and death in the grave so that we, do, because you live, so shall we. And because you, you live, we live now. Oh, find us as being your humble subjects and willing to exemplify, be, 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 be imitators of God, therefore, as, as dearly loved children and live a life of love. Let that be the outcome of, 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 of our lives as kingdom kids. And we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. So shall we. And because you, you live, we live now. Oh, find us as being your humble subjects and willing to exemplify, be, 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 be imitators of God, therefore, as, as dearly loved children and live a life of love. Let that be the outcome of, 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 of our lives as kingdom kids. And we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Mm-hmm.